Welcome back to the Cthulhu Life Show, your one-stop shop for the news you've already heard and opinions you don't need. Uh, on today's episode, we'll be mixing things up here pretty much as we uh, first figure out how to do this podcast again, because it's been like a month, and uh, I don't know, we're, we're going we're gonna to kind of streamline the whole thing, we're just going to focus on this one news story, and this one news story is uh, so big that we pretty much just turned it into its own episode. So on today's episode of Cthulhu Light Show, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the death of the Kinoplex, as I have to call it. I'm Dakota. I'm Brian. And we're back for the foreseeable, uh, not even the future, for the, for the foreseeable present, we're back. We're, we're back for right now. Much like a Fathom event, we're here for now, and then uh, we might not be later. Sick reference, bro. Yeah, that ties right into our uh, topic, dude. Yeah, but uh, we do apologize for the irregularity in the schedule. Uh, the whole COVID-19 stuff shook up our usual routine, and then there's kind of been a drought in like new releases, which makes it difficult to know what to talk about, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we're going to try and keep updating the podcast. It just might be a little more irregular for the time being. I forgot to mute my phone. You son of a bitch. So nothing's really changed. Is that things... any way to treat these people? No. The more things change, the more they stay the same. So, uh, yeah. Turns out it's really hard to record a podcast in a pandemic, even though, ironically, you're supposed to stay home. Yeah. And it, it is what we do from our houses, which is part of the issue. Yeah. So every once in a while, I go to Brian's house, and that's the episodes that have the really good audio, and, like, nobody talks yeah. over each other. Just like that. And the really high energy, yeah. Yeah, that as well. So, I don't know, uh... We're talking about how uh, movie theaters are basically dead now. Uh, Brian, you want to introduce yeah. that a little bit better? And maybe I can edit that out. Don't you dare. Yeah, so a news story broke very recently. Basically, two major movie theater chains, Regal Cinemas and AMC, are going to effectively immediately stop screening all Universal films in their theaters. Uh, now, obviously, when I say effective immediately, um, that's not factoring in the fact that literally all movie theaters are closed right now. But when theaters reopen, they, uh, they're they basically blacklisting um, Universal entirely. This comes after uh, Universal released their Trolls movie, Trolls World Tour, digitally, I think for like $20 a pop or something. You got it for like two days for $20. Um and uh, it performed exceptionally well. Um, I think it got the number was I think a hundred million uh, on release. I'm gonna Google that real quick because it, it they made a bunch of money on it, and it's like it's it's all pure profit. I, I found it here in this in this USA Today article. Um, AMC and Cineworld's new policies come on the heels of Universal's announcement that Trolls World Tour has racked up $100 million in its first three weeks of on-demand digital play. Uh, by comparison, the original Trolls film in 2016 made $116 million in its first three weeks of theatrical release. Wow. Yeah. So essentially what they learned is that it's, you know, there was absolutely no dent in profit. And if anything, um, they gained profit because the movie theaters are not taking a cut of the ticket sales. Basically, this was an incredibly profitable move. It took everybody by surprise. And Universal announced that not only are they super excited about this, but that they intend to continue to release movies digitally in the future, either not putting them in theaters at all or doing same-day digital and theater releases. And AMC and Regal basically banded together to say that they wouldn't tolerate that. Um, Which is super dumb. So uh, it, it's, yes. it's super, super sour grapes on their part. And I want to just read something off from this USA Today article if i can find what the actual phrase is because it, it sounded like but the ceo of nbc universal and the ceo of amc both sound super butthurt about this <laughs> uh oh, let me see here uh it approximately said on wednesday regal's owner cineworld argued that it doesn't make economic sense for this company to show movies that failed to there's the line Movies that fail to respect the theatrical windows. Yeah. That's what really got me. It's just like, I'm super butthurt 
that you didn't yeah. uh, do the traditional thing and wait for this movie to come out in theaters and instead made your money anyway uh, with streaming services. Yeah. Now, I will say, my initial reaction to this news was that they were being morons because the like movie theaters as a concept have been hanging on by a thread for years now like their days are numbered and everybody knows it so i was kind of like why are you like greasing the ledge that you're clinging to but i do think likely this is intended as a negotiating tactic I think what they're hoping is that Universal will just cave and reverse this decision. The question is whether or not they will and what the impacts will be one way or the other. So Dakota and I basically just thought like the question of like streaming versus movie theater has been such a big question for so long and we do have a lot of hot takes about it that we figured we should just develop this into the entire episode. So... Do you, do you have any, any more thoughts you want to add on, on the initial news story, Dakota, before we get into our deeper conversation? Uh, AMC CEO Adam Aaron wrote an open letter to Universal's chairwoman. Aaron also took a warning shot at other studios, extending the same policy to, quote, any movie maker who unilaterally abandons current windowing practices absent good faith negotiations between us. Yeah. So, I would... So, I w- uh, Sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. <sighs> That's nice, actually. It feels it feels natural. What getting cut off? Yeah, just just to just to talk over each other. <laughs> We're like back we're, at it, baby. It feels like getting back into the swing of things. So, to to your earlier comment about them like threatening other studios, um, I do think that's a little funny. It's kind of like somebody being like in a room. Like, imagine you're a guy in a room full of people, and they're all pointing guns at you, and you are completely unarmed, and you say, "Now, if y'all shoot me, I'll kill you." Like that. That is what AMC <laughs> and Regal are doing. Like they don't real. Like as I said, their days are numbered. And while I do think this is an attempt at like tough love. Um, I question whether they really have the leverage they think they do. Yeah, Adam Aaron um, is like like you said, he, he's he's brought like a stick to a gunfight here. Yeah, he, he's and there's a lot of guns. Yeah, Adam Aaron is basically trying to leverage what little power he still retains against these these theaters. I, I had a better analogy in my head, but I can't think of it now. Uh, he's being yeah. he's being he's being dumb. He's being a baby about it. You know, oh, oh, well, boo-hoo, I lost a bunch of money because your movie didn't play in my theaters because there's a global pandemic. Wham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a baby. He's such a baby, I bet he'd like Trolls World Tour. Ooh. He's just mad he didn't get to see it on the big screen. <laughs> yeah, it is in his shitty local theater. AMC has been fighting to, like gain some ground back for a long time and they've been losing money on it for a long time like the like they got super mad when movie pass was a thing even though like everybody knew movie pass was a completely unsustainable model and naturally it did go out of business but they banned movie pass from amc theaters um and then they went and made AMC All Access, which I believe is essentially Movie Pass for AMC theaters. Yeah, and, um, and AMC has a has a, a um, they have a track record of doing shit like that. Yeah, like AM, I'm, I'm just gonna roast AMC real quick. Uh, AMC okay. has not been super good about making good decisions. Ironically, like in their about movies mm-hmm. and stuff. I was looking at uh, I was reading the Wikipedia article before we started recording. And if I remember correctly, hell yeah, hell yeah, that's super, super good. That's uh, research that, right that, there. That's that's the amount of research you get after I take a month off the goddamn podcast. That was the amount of research they were getting a month ago, man. Don't don't kid. <laughs> right back into it, baby. Like riding a bike. Hell yeah. Um, but AMC, like, uh, there's there's this uh, this like kind of movie theater standard. I've heard of it. It's Adobe Digital Sound. Yes, and uh, AMC didn't do that for a while. Apparently, they went with uh, with some like Sony digital sound deal that like uh-huh. nobody used. Basically, like independent theaters and like independent movies more specifically didn't like use that. They used Dolby Digital Sound because it's mm-hmm. way better. Um, yeah, 
and like you said with uh, banning movie pass and and then doing the AMC A list, which is actually a pretty good deal if you're in the movie theater, like yeah, three four times a week, and I think it's like five bucks, and you see you see, you see like three, you see like three movies a week with it, and it's however much the uh, the deal is. So, yeah, well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe Movie Pass was you paid ten dollars a month, but you got to see a movie for free once a week. I think um, the problem was like not enough people like the movies that much to go once a week. Yeah, the only people taking advantage of that would be like movie reviewers. Yeah, or bored people who don't have hobbies. Yeah, they also have a habit of aggressively buying up failing local theaters. Oh man, um, which happened in our hometown and that's how and that's how we got our amc theater they bought up uh, all the carmike cinemas yes they did yeah and that's a, that was a chain but like they do it to like mom and pop places as well i can't remember if this made it into our telltale episode or if this was from an episode that got scrapped but we did cover a news story at one point about how a large chunk of amc's um movie theaters that it had bought up over the years were gonna have to close as a result of the coronavirus stuff um yeah that was actually like I, it, that was in our last episode that made it into the okay excellent that's how long yeah. this has been going on it's been it's, it's been a month of amc uh not, yeah repeatedly it, it's not just shooting yourself in the foot it's emptying the whole magazine <laughs> yeah um i mean admittedly like a lot of companies are in that position right now because who could have known a pandemic was coming besides uh, well, like China the astrologists won. and and the people like looking into their their runes and stuff but yeah. uh looking into their dragon bones yeah yeah scrying uh yeah, through through the uh through the ether yes exactly thanks for warning us uh women on tumblr who believe in crystals thanks for warning us marianne williamson <laughs> i know you had the power <laughs> Oh, you God. chose not to. Oh, I just got a sword <laughs> on my nose. Oh. oh, that's staying in. Oh. That's an epic gamer moment. Oh, that burns. This was kind of an unforeseen problem in a lot of... Co- even, like, Disney's dealing dealing with, like, massive financial losses. But the, the problem is AMC's not in a position to take those losses. Like, if, if even Disney is worrying about getting bought out right now, I can't imagine what's going on in the heads of AMC staff. Yeah, and I, every, I think everyone's... most... Sorry, go ahead. I think even, like, executives have been furloughed at, at AMC right now, so... I believe it. Uh, God, like, cause like, this is a couple things just off the top of my head there. Cause like, Disney's losing like $30 million a day. There's rumors that, uh, the WWE, the biggest like wrestling company in the world is trying mm-hmm. to sell itself to like ESPN or Fox. Fascinating. I don't know how substantiated those are. Cause, uh, in a business full of like rumors and bullshit, uh, there's, you Trust half of what you read and less of what you hear, or something like. That. I forget what the well, actual like phrase is. Disney owns both of those uh, networks, and I don't think they're really in a position to make a purchase like that right now. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Holy sorry, shit. WWE. Charlotte Flair is about I to did... become a fucking Disney princess. <laughs> I just rocked Dakota's world. So I, I do want to draw attention to something else that just, like, gave me whiplash for a second looking through this article. Um, they mentioned the National Association of Theater Owners, which spells out NATO. <laughs> Gotta get NATO so involved I was looking, in this. I was looking through the article and I saw, Universal does not have reason to use unusual circumstances in an unprecedented environment as a springboard to bypass true theatrical releases. NATO president <laughs> John Fithian said. I was like, what? Fucking NATO weighed in. NATO president NATO. and CEO. Yeah, yeah, and CEO, yeah. Uh, NATO weighed in to say, dick move, Universal. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, uh, that's something else to add is NATO, which was an organization I didn't realize existed until just now, um, has like reprimanded Universal, but not taken any further measures beyond that, as far as I understand it, at least not at the time of recording this. Uh, Well, what, Um, what really can they do? Um, I think, well, I mean, there are other theater chains, um, like they could say like, okay, countrywide ban on universal films um for like 
all registered members of NATO. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't seem to be happening just yet. So, yeah, AMC is is a tricky one. I I've been to Regal Cinemas before, um, but I I'm not as familiar with them because you know I there's an AMC right down the street from me, and uh, I feel like AMCs are more numerous around us. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm constantly hearing about AMC being dumb. Yeah, mostly because AMC is, like, the biggest uh, movie chain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they keep eating everybody else. Yeah, because, like, Regal, Regal, I think, is... Regal or Cinemark is second. But, like, yeah, AMC is right at number one there. So, I do want to add some caveats to this. AMC is not in a very good position to be making threats, as we've already established. However, I also think Universal is getting way ahead of itself. Like, I think they put the cart way in front of the horse with this one. Trolls did well on streaming. That is undeniable. However, it did well on streaming during a global pandemic where everybody is quarantined and schools are closed and parents are desperate to give their kids something to do instead of annoying the shit out of them. You know, that is prime time to get people tuned into a movie release direct streaming. It also happens to be a family film, so it appeals to a broad audience. Um, And um, supposedly... Once Sonic the Hedgehog got put on streaming services, I think last week, Trolls immediately dropped to number nine in streaming. Oh, man. <laughs> so, and like, one of, one of their upcoming movies, like the, the one that they intend to do next, so, you know, Trolls has this wide, broad audience appeal because it's like, it's a family film, it's PG. Um, And I believe I heard somewhere that Universal has already announced that they intend to release The King of Staten Island as their next upcoming digital release, you know, without going to theaters, um, instead of postponing it like a lot of studios are. That is not going to be a movie with the same broad appeal, you know? Like... Trolls is one thing because it's bright and colorful and it, and it works for everybody. But like one of the banes of streaming is there's so much new content coming out all the time. It's kind of hard to advertise new content and it's hard to find new content. So a movie like that that's going to have like a more niche uh, audience is probably not going to do nearly as well on streaming as Trolls did. Yeah, because, um, like, Trolls World Tour is a sequel to the wildly successful Trolls film, which, big kids movie, like mm-hmm. you said. The King of Staten yeah. Island is a Judd Apatow comedy film about yes. some guy named Scott who is a man-child, yeah. and, like, uh, the big thing in the plot is his mother starts seeing a loudmouth firefighter played by Bill Burr, and it, it forces him to, like, grow up, and it sounds... It doesn't sound great, but it sounds like me. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um... And starring Pete Davidson, that asshole from Saturday Night Live. Oh, God. So let's see how the King of Staten Island does before before we shuck off uh, AMC here. Like, also, Trolls is, like, a known property, you know? I never liked Trolls dolls, but, like, parents who are scrolling through stuff will go, Oh, Trolls! I know Trolls! You know, that's not gonna happen with King of Staten Island. Um, so I think they're really overestimating what they've got here. Um, if Trolls immediately, like, fell in favor of a more popular property like Sonic the Hedgehog, um, and if its success is largely due to the quarantine, which I think is probably part of it, um... I think they might be in for a rude awakening when they start to release subsequent films digitally. You know, like, just because in an, in a unique and unprecedented time, you manage to turn water into wine, doesn't mean you're going to be able to do that every day of the week, you know? Yeah. Um, so at the same time as I think AMC is in no position to be making threats, I think Universal has way overplayed its hand. Yeah, they're... they're... <laughs> Like, at first, when I, when I first read this USA Today article, I, I was right there 
with Universal, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Taking sides between two warring, like, multi-million dollar companies. Um, yeah. Just because I, I have terrible experiences at AMC. I, I'm not a big fan of their the chain of theaters. Yeah, we'll get into that soon. Yeah. But um, looking at, like, what you just said, like, King of Staten Island and, like, uh, a Boss Baby 2, the, the Croods mm-hmm. 2, which co- all movies coming out this year. Uh, who the fuck asked for a crude sequel, first of all? Yeah. And second, uh, like, like, like you said, Universal's really, Universal, I guess to rehash, like, a, like, a, a, a holding your cards analogy, they're, they're, they're already all in on the, uh, on the flop. Yeah. Yeah, I, Which... I played poker, I played the Telltale poker games, I know what I'm talking about. Nice work. Don't mention Telltale, man. Nobody will listen to this episode. Oh, crap, that's right. Um, that's why we quit doing the podcast for a month. <laughs> um, yeah, they. Uh, I think they get, they're getting a little ahead of themselves. Now, Brian... Uh, I forgot where we were, so we're just going to move on. Uh, that's, that's the glory of uh, podcasting, is that Future Dakota's going to fix that, and make it sound like I forgot where we were uh, in eight seconds instead of, you know, 15 minutes. So, uh, let's just move on then to the real discussion of this episode, which is, do movie chains deserve to live or die? Pretty much. <laughs> well, I know what my gut answer is. Um... And I'm going to jump out with my gut answer real quick. That's what gut answers are for. My answer is... My answer is no, but actually yes. Your answer is no, they do not deserve to live. Yes, they deserve to die. Sure, that's it. My answer is I'll have what he's having. Um, <laughs> I uh, My gut answer is I'm fucking sick of movie theaters, and I like streaming. Um, I do think once I start to think about it, it gets a little more complicated. Anytime you discuss like the death of an entire like industry... You need to take into consideration a lot of people will lose their livelihoods. Um, you know, uh, with comics, for instance, right now, comics are dealing with this huge thing where, like, Marvel and DC are hesitant to do much right now because they could easily keep producing comics digitally, but that would only reveal the irrelevancy of comic book stores and you know the the local comic book store would just disappear overnight and you know thousands of people would be out of a job you know so like i that is a a consideration here for sure is that like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, think about the uh the people behind the conglomerate yeah you got you got to think about the people handing you your bag full of greasy popcorn and uh, and your fucking milk, I like it. your fucking milk duds, which is the only fucking place you can get milk duds. Any, I swear to God, the only time I ever see milk duds is at a movie theater. I'm convinced they're only available in that rectangular movie theater box. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. In that specific movie theater window in the counter. But uh, you know, that's something you always have to consider when you're talking about like X needs to be replaced by X. You know, keep in mind that. Uh, there are people involved, you know, with, like, lives. Um, so I don't want to necessarily, like, take glee in saying that, like, movie theaters deserve to die. But the older I've gotten, the more jaded and bitter I've gotten about movie theaters and, like, movie-going experiences. The best movie theater experience I've had in recent memory was when you and I went to see Harley Quinn and we had the entire theater to ourselves. Yeah, that that's that's what I was gonna get as I've never had a like objectively good experience. Yeah. At a movie theater. Yeah. Especially our crappy local Carmike slash AMC. Yeah. But uh, yeah, probably the best experience would have been when we just saw Birds of Prey by ourselves. That was great. Yeah, and even then, I want to um, say, didn't the projector fuck up for a hot minute? It, yeah, it 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 fucked up for a couple minutes. Yeah. So I I don't have any real attachment to movie theaters, like yeah they're they're nice, I mean, they, they in theory they're nice, yeah. Uh, we don't have a nice theater. I've never I've never. All right. Uh, 
maybe not bad because I I did go to I went out of state to this really nice like IMAX theater, mm-hmm. and that that was super nice. Uh, I went and saw Captain Marvel. Oof. Yeah. Uh, decent movie. Uh, good experience though. Yeah. Um, I another good experience I've had is I have gone to one of those like dine-in movie theaters, which are increasingly common, and I think AMC has a fair number of those. It's ungodly expensive, but it is really nice to eat, like, really good hot food in the middle of a movie. Um, oh, I'm sure. It's, like, $25 for a plate of chicken tenders. But yeah, like, it's in, it's insane. Yeah. Just hanging out at the Kinoplex by yourself. You got <laughs> you got a, a $7 cup of uh, cherry Coke in one hand and a $25 chicken tender in the other. <laughs> Let's movie. <laughs> doesn't really translate does it no but i laughed thank you man um but I, I feel like we should talk about like the kind of pros and cons of the quote-unquote movie going experience um i think the pros are not insignificant um for me the main pro is the energy of the theater when you see a movie will affect your relationship with that movie for the rest of your life i've had movies that are like not widely beloved by most people become like personal favorites of mine because when I went to see them in the theaters, the audience was loving it. You know, like every joke hits 10 times harder when everybody is laughing. You know, when you're in a room full of laughing people, everything is funnier. Um, uh, that's a, that's a, been an experience I've had with a lot of MCU movies actually is, like, you'll see an MCU movie in theaters, and it's, like, the funniest goddamn thing you've ever seen. And then you'll watch it, like, by yourself later or with, like, just a couple friends who haven't seen it, and you, like, you're, like, really uncomfortable because they're not laughing at all the stuff you laughed at. And it, it, I think it really does come down to, you know, the energy in the room. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I would miss about going to movies. Um, <clears throat> although, conversely... That can also kind of damage your movie experience. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to get at. Was yeah. like, it's a real double-edged sword in regards to people at theaters. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, there's literal children there. Uh, mm-hmm. Whole families watching and, like, just want their kids shut the fuck up for, like, yeah. two hours. So, the Trolls movie is going to babysit my kid. But also, like, there's assholes like me who will talk to talk to their friends, like during the movie yeah you and i are both we both kind of we're whisperers i think i don't know i try not to do that if the movie's super full but yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna do it like watching endgame yeah but like like you said if it's if it's just you and me watching fucking birds of prey yeah yeah i'm gonna talk really loudly about how much this movie sucks yeah yeah i would say like conversely to what i was saying though if the energy is really low in a movie, that will also really impact how you perceive the movie. Like, d- you had a very different experience seeing Sonic the Hedgehog than I did. In my theater, very few of the jokes landed, despite it being a pretty full theater. And I walked away fairly lukewarm uh, on that movie. But as as I understand it, that was very far from what most people experienced. And I think your, your theater was much more high energy and you came away with a, a more positive opinion. I don't think it's unreasonable to think that that's probably a factor. Oh, no, it's not. It's, uh, I, I will say that the, the people in my theater definitely, it, it, like I said, it brought the energy up. Yeah. You know, it, it, like, like you said, it makes jokes, it makes jokes land more. It makes more emotional scenes, more impactful. Yeah. It, uh, which that's lost, like you said, just, like, watching a movie at home. I think one of the other pros of the movie-going experience is just that it is a social event. Like, it's it's a thing you can do with your friends and your family. Which, especially, like, growing up in a small town like we did, the movie theater was pretty much the one thing you could do as, a, as like, a high school student or a middle schooler was, like, go see a movie. Um, yeah, go see a movie at the mall, which is the one place to go in our crappy midwestern hometown that it wasn't a bar yes yeah 
However, the unfortunate like side effect, and this is kind of a con, is when it's a social experience, some people treat it like they're there to hang out with friends instead of the fact that they're there to like sit in a room full of other people who they are not friends with and watch something that requires like silence and focus. Yeah, like um, me. Yes, yes, yeah. I'm yeah. really bad to watch movies with. But it's like, you know, like... That's the problem is, like, you know, Dakota and I might go see a movie because, like, it's a fun thing for two friends to do, but then there's this temptation because you're two friends hanging out to just kind of, like, you know, bullshit your way through the movie and and be total jackasses and ruin everybody else's experience. Um, uh, so that, that's another aspect of it. Um, I think probably the, the smallest pro of the movie-going experience um, that I do not care about at all anymore is you get to see the movie sooner which is kind of a moot point if you know streaming you know on day of release is is the point in question um yeah i don't know about you dakota uh, but i've more or less reached the point uh where the cons of a movie going experience are strong enough that i don't give a shit about seeing the movie early if it's something that i'm really anticipating even yeah, man e- like even with infinity war or endgame which i was massively anticipating and there was all these spoilers to avoid i waited several weeks to see both of those movies i was like I, I would rather dodge spoilers for like two weeks than see this in a crowded theater yeah like man movie theaters suck they uh do. one more one more quick pro is the popcorn yeah i about about what they do hits different than like the act two or like over redenbacher you can buy at the store they fucking drown it in butter (laughs) i think that's the only thing well the butter is self-serve now well that that is true that is true you got me there yeah it do especially when so you know you can add the cheddar and stuff and salt that bitch however you want oh man um i can't eat popcorn so that's not really a uh get 1200% of my daily intake of sodium at a fucking movie and calories. Yeah, uh, that too. Yeah. Um but yeah, my only real urge to go see movies anymore is for the social aspect. Um like if I'm going with a friend I haven't seen in a long time, great. You know, if I'm going with my girlfriend, great. Easy date, you know. Um and you know, ever since we started doing the podcast, I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll go see movies, like whatever. Um but I generally don't feel compelled to just go out of my way to see a movie um, in a theater anymore. Yeah, like, this, and maybe that's just me getting older and getting more jaded, like you said. But I, there's nothing that really grips me about about modern cinema. Yeah. So, uh, Dakota, what, 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 what cons can you think of? There's a lot of them. Oh, man. Yeah, what, what fucking cons can't you think of? We took a quick break in recording, and I took that time to look at AMC's website. And this is just AMC. I didn't look at Regal. I didn't look at, like, Cinemark. I didn't look at any others. Uh, God, their website's a fucking nightmare to navigate. It really is. Yeah. Um, in every tab, every, every time I clicked on something, every time I brought me to a new page, mm-hmm. it would give me, like, a, hey, take a tour of amctheaters.com. They're fucking desperate, that, man. Yeah, it pop up that took that popped every time I clicked on something, and it wouldn't go away. I had to click on it five or six times, and also it didn't show any theaters within fifty miles of the uh, zip code that I put in, uh-huh. which is where I am right now. Even though I know there's a theater like two miles from me. Yeah. So the website is is straight up trash, and that, that that's 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 a personal nitpick. Well, we, at one point in time, wanted to cover the Color Out of Space movie for the podcast, and I remember having an unbelievably hard time just finding out what the nearest theater that was showing it was. Like, I had to jump through so many hoops to get the AMC website to cough up that information. So yeah, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, a, it's a bitch. Yeah, um... Let's see what else. What else is there to complain about? Uh, it's really expensive now. Yeah, that that's one of the which, go-to which I, I, complaints. Yeah, yeah, that's it's 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 cheaper to stream at home than it is. It's even cheaper if you're pirate. It's, it's, it's cheaper to stream at home than it is to go to a theater. 
because of course you got to get some kind of snacks. You're not gonna go eat before the theater. The timing is always timing never works out that way. Yeah. So you so you gotta pay for your twelve dollar popcorn, your seven dollar soda, with the, with free refills, but you never finish it. It's oh man. Yeah. Um. And theaters, <clears throat> and theaters in general are gross. Like just that, that's a reason they're all closed right now in this global pandemic is because theaters are yeah. fucking gross. That that is a question. Like, even once theaters are allowed to be open, how many people are going to want to fucking go? Um, you're sitting shoulder to shoulder. They barely clean anything ever. Admittedly, it's kind of hard to keep a you know that many theaters clean in like a large AMC. But like, there's not much effort generally. Right. If I had a nickel for every sticky thing I stepped in, I could almost afford a ticket to see a movie. Hey, nice one. Thanks, man. Oh man, uh, and th- there should be more. Like, what else is there? Um, there's the fact that people are fucking obnoxious. Yeah, people are people are just assholes at movies. That and the cost are usually the the two biggest things for me. Honestly, probably the people more than anything, because you know, it's one thing to have you know the difference between high energy and low energy in a theater. It's another thing to have somebody who's like unbelievably rude in your theater. Um. There's, like, minor annoyances, like people who have their phone brightness all the way up and check it throughout the movie. That shit's annoying. Um, I've been in theaters where, like, people will just have, like, long, casual conversations and, like, a conversational tone. Like, they'll just be talking like this, like, hey, you want a drink? Uh, I'm going back to get a refill. You sure you don't want a drink? Like, bro, there's a fucking movie going on. Knock that shit off. Um... I've had kids kick the back of my seat. Um, when I saw the Sonic movie, a kid was grabbing my hair behind me. <laughs> kid was grabbing your hair? Yeah. And I'm not one of those people in a theater that's brave enough to be like, like if somebody's talking, I'm not one of those people who can go, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm, I'm not that guy. Um, so that shit really grinds my gears. Um have you ever had any like particularly like bad obnoxious people in a theater with you? When I saw Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. there was somebody kept asking about like blatant things that happened in the movie. Yeah. Which I don't know. I saw I saw Sonic the Hedgehog on like a Monday afternoon, so I was probably in there with. Uh, Special individuals, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a man-child, so I, I see movies for children, and children are really annoying in theaters. They are. Um, it's one thing when it's, like, an actual, like, kids movie. Like, I did go to see a, a, a Pixar movie not super long ago with my girlfriend. And when kids are being annoying in that, I'm kind of like, okay, this is a kid's space, whatever. Um, but, like, when I'm seeing, like, um, like uh, Infinity War, for instance... You know, that is more or less like a family movie, but it's it's not explicitly a kid's movie. So then I'm like a little more annoyed when a kid's like screeching during important moments. Um, I, I have a very clear answer for my worst ever movie going experience. And it, it was Infinity War, um, where I saw it once with a friend and fucking adored it. And then when I was visiting home over the weekend, I went to see it with my family because they're actually fairly into the MCU. And um, I was so excited for them to see this movie. And the family behind us it was like seven people. And... There were so many fucking problems. Um, for one thing, they were having like completely normal conversations while the movie was going on. They were seated directly behind us, so it was incredibly annoying. Um, there was one of them had seen the movie before and was loudly spoiling every cool moment before it happened. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, okay... I'm not gonna put a fucking spoilers tag. Fuck you. You know the part in in Infinity War where Doctor Strange does his cool like six arm thing and then he like astral projects everywhere. Wait, what? When he's fighting Thanos. Yeah. Yeah. Right before that happened, this fucking asshole behind us goes, "He's about to grow like six arms, man." 
And like he was he was doing that shit throughout the movie. Anytime anything important was about to happen, he would say it before it happened. And it was getting to the point where like my parents clearly could not hear what was going on. They were hearing this guy spoil stuff before it happened. And then there was this quote-unquote little kid with the family where every time Spider-Man came on screen, he went, Spider-Man! And, like, (laughs) at first I thought it was cute, but then he would not fucking stop. And he started, like, screeching at one point, and then the parents started loudly yelling at him. It was the Yeah, it was the only time in my life that I have ever gotten up and moved in the middle of a movie theater. My, my family and I got up and moved to the front fucking row because it was the only way we could escape. Um, later, I saw that family out in the parking lot and the screeching child was asleep in the dad's arms and he was like fucking nine or ten. Oh, man. So, like, I I got the family. Like, the the family from hell. And that was the moment my heart completely turned against movie theaters. That was the worst movie-going experience I've ever had. I don't know if anybody will find that interesting but me, but I was so fucking mad. Um, I thought it was great. That was was super funny. Okay, well, Um, um... So, yeah, movies are expensive. They're noisy. They're disgusting. Um... There's a lot of reasons not to go to a movie theater. And then the inverse, of course, is when you're streaming, you know, generally you're paying less. You're in the comfort of your own home. You set the standards for what's acceptable. Like, if you want to talk throughout the movie, you can talk throughout the movie without bothering strangers. You can check your phone throughout the movie without bothering strangers, you know, stuff like that. Um, The food isn't going to cost you an arm and a leg uh, because it's yours. It's oh man, it's it, it's streaming. Streaming is is just so so much easier and honestly better. Yeah. The movie theaters. I, I'm not gonna be sad once AMC finally goes belly up because they movie studios don't want to re- respect the theatrical window. Yeah, which is that's bullshit in of itself. That's not it's, the best way to put it. Fuck you, man. Like tradition, tradition is cool and all, but like they're not gonna. And not everyone's going to stop making their money because you can't make yours. Well, and it's unreasonable to expect the consumer to sacrifice extra money, extra time, extra comfort just to keep that tradition and that industry alive, you know? And movie theaters will always exist in some form. They'll just become more of, like, an experience, you know? like Yeah, like, there's Alamo Drafthouse, which is... Yeah. Theater you can you know get like full course meals and beer at right. Uh, those yeah. are going to be a lot more popular once everything comes back. I would assume because I'm cause we're not talking about the death of theaters itself. I guess we're talking about the death of chain theaters. Yeah, in particular. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing that bothers me about that is uh, I don't know how the Fathom events would go, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I I, I I I explained Fathom events really poorly in our last episode. I'll I'll go with it again. Okay. Uh, Fathom events are basically, like, special attraction showings of, uh, of, like, different stuff. It could be, like, anime movies, re-releases of movies. It's like, uh, looking at, Fathom, looking at Fathom Events' website right now, uh, upcoming events are gonna be Digimon Adventure, Last Evolution, Kizuna. Hell yeah. I'm hyped. Uh, Dino Dana the movie. Oh, man. <laughs> I have no idea what that looks like. It looks like a, it is a crappy kids film, probably. Yeah. The 25th anniversary of Apollo 13 and Braveheart. Okay. And the one that I'm bummed out for, because these are all postponed. Yeah. The one that I'm really bummed for as as a Kino enthusiast. Oh, is, whatever. Uh, is they canceled the Steven Universe the movie sing-along <laughs> event. <laughs> oh. oh, my fucking God. It's, that's not, it's not just getting a bunch of Steven Universe fans together. <laughs> that you're getting them to all sing along to the songs in the movie. That sounds like the most unimaginably cringy like hour and a half you could possibly spend. Oh man, it, it it's like it, it's like if they were showing the Harry Potter uh, theater like stage show, but they had like they had a sing along event so you could sing along with all the all the the songs that you didn't hear because no one watched the fucking <laughs> yes. the Broadway Harry Potter thing. Yes. 
man, I don't know who I hate more. Steven Universe fans or Harry Potter fans? It's complicated. That's a that's a debate for another day. That's a, um, that's, a, that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the wait, way, I guess I guess to oh go ahead. Is, wait, was what you were gonna say relevant? Because my what I was gonna say is not. Oh, I was gonna wrap things up. So go right ahead, man. All right, I just wanted to derail this again to to share my best movie going experience. When I saw Wonder Woman. Nothing else about the the experience was particularly special, but there was an older woman, like late fifties, early sixties, probably there with like a younger, like college age girl, probably her daughter or granddaughter. And Chris Pine is in that movie, and he's an attractive man. Yeah, he is. And at one point, I was super fucking pissed because this old lady pulled out her phone in the middle of the movie, and she was right in front of me. And it's like it's one of those theaters with like slightly elevated seating, like on a, on like a, a step, like on steps instead of an incline. Oh, so like, of course. So like I was right above her, so I was pissed. But then I looked at her screen, and she was googling Chris Pine shirtless. <laughs> And that made the entire fucking experience for me. Oh my god, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's like the only thing I fucking remember about seeing that movie was this older lady looking up Chris Pine shirtless pics in front of me and just like casually scrolling through. Can't control uh, how horny I am. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Grandma. Get it. Um, I, before we wrap up, there is one more thing I want to address, which is the, like, the cost of same-day streaming releases. So, Trolls was available for a two-day rental for $19.99. And I have very mixed feelings about that sum, uh, or that number, because that's a lot of fucking money to rent a movie for two days like later you're gonna charge me the same amount to own the movie um yeah. so like that seems like kind of a lot but that's coming from me who is a a dude without a like without you know a wife and kids who when he goes to see a movie generally with friends the bill gets split so you know i'm paying maybe ten dollars for my ticket so to me doubling the price to rent it for two days seem like without even the benefit of the big screen and the special sound system seems like kind of highway robbery but to a family with multiple kids you know spending like say ten dollars per person like if you have three kids and you're going with your spouse you know you're spending fifty dollars just for the tickets not including concessions so like for some people it's a godsend but to people without families i think that's like exorbitantly expensive um what what do you think yeah that sounds awful i didn't even think about like the the expense there yeah. but that uh that twenty dollars for a two-day rental that's mm -hmm. a little extreme yeah uh, i don't know it's movies are expensive, but also if we're gonna do this this twenty hour streaming thing, that's gonna be super expensive as well. Yeah. Well, and uh, sorry. Oh no, because I, 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 I uh, all right. I'm just gonna wrap up my thoughts on it. I guess. Yeah. Uh, in just in between, like either going to, going to the local Kinoplex to watch the latest Cape Cape shit film, uh -huh. or you know streaming it at home for the same amount of money. Just give it a week and fucking pirate it. <laughs> just fucking part of the movie dude what are you dumb <sighs> what are you scared of the government what are you, are you scared of the mpaa fuck those guys cthulhu light show the we at cthulhu light show do not condone or endorse piracy in any form um, without a vpn no we don't endorse it in any form legal no, support support your art support the art guys legal statement here like through the light show, it's affiliates and it's advertisers. And like <laughs> advertisers. Well, at some point, maybe. And also, Brian and I don't officially endorse uh, pirating movies. It's for the hashtag lols. Yeah, it's it's, it's just joke, guys. It's, it's the MP I can hear the MPAA knocking down my door right now. <laughs> anyway, 
I think I do lean towards streaming taking over. Um, I think purely for social reasons and maybe nostalgic reasons, I would miss it if movie theaters disappeared. But that's not enough to outweigh the benefits of just going pure streaming. Um, there is a one economic implication that we did not discuss, which is the implications for small town malls. Um, because like our local mall here has been slowly falling apart and becoming like a withered husk for years. Um, and the movie theater was pretty much the one thing keeping it in business. Now that it, the theater's probably going to close, that mall is going down. Oh yeah. Um, and it was like the only like major shopping center, quote unquote, um, in this general area. So like that will have a have you know repercussions for our community, unfortunately. But I again, it was gonna happen no matter what. Um, I'm not happy about the twenty dollar price tag, but I don't know if there's really a healthy middle ground. I don't know if there's really a good alternative because the other consideration is if multiple people go to see a movie in a theater as a social event then the movie theater is getting that much more money in ticket sales. But you could rent a movie for $20 and just have all your friends in your living room, and that's all you have to pay for six, seven people to watch one movie. So I don't think there's really an easy solution there. I think um, Universal's probably going to discover that they bit off more than they can chew with this one, and I actually would not be surprised to see them back down somewhat. Um, but, yeah, I'm kind of okay with movies dying. Or movie theaters dying. Yeah, yeah. Man, like... Yeah, movie theaters kind of suck. Like, I don't, I don't need that experience. Yeah. Like, I could just legally pay for a stream of the movie. Yeah. It's not even just... It's not even entirely the theater's fault. It's that, like, people really don't care much about respecting each other in theaters. Um... I hesitate to say any more because I don't want to get into that fallacy of, oh, it was better back then, because it probably wasn't. But, um, yeah, it's just, every time you, you, you spend all that money to see a movie, you're, you're, it's a massive gamble that, like, you'll have a relatively nice experience where people will be as minimally shitty as possible. Anyway, do you have anything to... I got, I got, I got nothing else to say. I think we, we pretty much covered everything. Okay. Uh, don't pirate. How do we stop this episode? I forgot um, how we close these episodes. Uh, you say so. Thanks for tuning in to the Light Show. I'm Dakota. You can find me at such and such. I'm Brian. You can't find me. Hopefully, and then uh, something. Then you say bye. And usually, one of us says something crude. Cool. Sounds good. I'll just use that as the as the uh, the end. Fuck it. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a nice night. Damn, bye. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. <laughs> I remove Don't! We don't endorse it. Fuck's sake.